The Philly Dev Night podcast and Philly Dev Night are made possible by our wonderful patrons. Patrons. Shit. Made possible. Made possible. Oh, made, made possible. cannot continue without support from... So dramatic. I'm trying to... Patreon.com slash Philly Dev Night. Uh, Say it again. Join the movement. The Philly Dev Night podcast and Philly Dev Night... Shit. The Philly Dev Night podcast and Philly Dev Night... Oh, wait, what? See? It's really hard. The Philly Dev Night podcast and Philly Dev Night is made possible thanks to our wonderful patrons. What did I say? Dev Night cannot continue without... Can stop. You made a face. I thought you were going to say something. Philly Dev Night is brought to you by its, its wonderful community. Philly Dev Night and its podcast are made possible by generous contributions from our patrons. Our Patreon is located at patreon.com slash phillydevnight. <laughs> <laughs> The Philly Dev Night podcast and Philly Dev Night are made possible by our wonderful patrons. If you want to help support us and what we do, please go over to patreon.com slash phillydevnight. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Philly Dev Night podcast, uh, episode two. Sorry for the long break between one and two. I am your host, Jean-Pierre, and today I am with three new guests. Camden Siegel. <laughs> you can say Camden Siegel. Hi, I'm Camden. I do games and other stuff, and I like Philly. <laughs> and uh, we also have... Hey, I'm Mila Bacorni. Um, I draw for games. I teach people how to draw for games, and I organize artistic things for the Patreon. Awesome. And we also have... I'm Kotaro Fujita. I am a mobile web and game consultant. And uh, I don't know what else. I just make a lot of game jam the, games. That's a serious title there. Yeah. That's a yeah, serious yeah, title. You sound, like, you sound more important than all of us. He probably well, is. No, not, no, no, not at all. Not at all. You have an Apple Watch. That's because I need to use it to develop for it. I know, but that makes you look pretty important. That doesn't yeah. mean anything. It just means that I'm willing to spend an absorbent amount of money <laughs> on something that may or may not, most likely may not, be a product. How that, is the watch doing? The watch is probably doing and. Okay. Um, it, it's hard to tell because, like, from a development standpoint, um, there's not a lot of excitement to develop for the watch. Primarily because there's no real way to make money directly from. There's no app store, okay. watch pops app store. You just have to buy an iOS app. Or on your iPhone, and then and primarily on your iPhone, and then the app, the watch app, comes along for it. Um, comes along for the ride, if you will. Okay. But it's not a great experience. There's new updates in the next version of uh, the watch OS that actually will help that, but it's a it's a wait and see. Okay. Well, normally what we like to do is we start off talking about what we are working on. Um, I don't know if you want to continue any of that. Are you working on on any so, watch things at the moment. So no, um, we had built. Uh, so I, d I do consultancy, majority of which is on uh, the iOS platform. And uh, recently, we've done a few prototypes to test out ideas. Uh, a lot of it's usually like a playback on something that's happening already on the iPhone. Uh, so like I want to play or pause my playlist of something. Uh, the thing that's actually interesting with the new uh, iOS ten that's coming out is iMessage, uh, sticker packs. Wait, so, sticker packs like? So sticker packs is is kind just of- Just putting stickers on iMessages? Yes. Why so, stickers? so the thing is is that normally, um, 
you would need like a special key, need to create a special keyboard for to do custom, to get your stickers in the keyboard extension, so to speak. And then you can, but that's a lot of work. Line's a lot like that. Yeah, I've been yeah. having like mixed feelings about working with Line in terms yeah. of their creative market. What yes, is Line? yes. Line is a message app app service that's really popular uh, in overseas. Like Japan really likes it. Okay. South Korea really likes it. Um, I think Argentina, for whatever reason, has like a big audience there, and they have stickers a lot like how Facebook has stickers. Okay. But yeah. in the line version, if you have at least forty, you can sell them on there. Forty stickers. Yes, and that counts as a sticker pack. But then they get into this weird like line currency. Yeah, the line coins. Line coins. It's like a hundred line coins will get you. Well, you, you, I think you can dictate the. You can dictate the price. The price they, but like they're based off of like line coins. How much is that worth in bitcoins? Point zero 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 one point two three four. I should start bitcoins. You probably should. No, no, you're fine. I've actually tried to mine one time. Big mistake. I thought they were up and coming still. Yeah, no, no. But to get that zero 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 amount, you have to like suck up like. Twenty to fifty dollars worth of your electric bill. So, oh. you know, if you want to do that, because you got to keep that thing running. You can only really well the mining is like yeah. already like you have to buy something specifically for it. That's not even a computer yeah. anymore. What if I just sell? Can I sell a Raspberry Pi? Put that in somewhere. That would be nothing. Um, yeah, you can loud. buy them and just do speculation, but that's also probably a poor choice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, that's sort of... so getting back to the sticker pack thing, there are three ways. There are three primary ways you probably would implement. Uh, iMessage uh, sticker packs. Um, basically, the easiest and the one that I sort of showed off in the last show and tell, uh, which oh, is yes, basically yes. You, you create a project in Xcode, which is um, how you build apps in general, and you just stick all your, your images in there in a, in a folder, you know, and then archive it, ship it to Apple, and you're done. Practically. Mm -hmm. So my question for that is, you know, what if you don't use an iPhone and you're trying to message people? Like, I'm someone who uses an Android, and I actually uh, primarily message people through Google Hangouts. That's a good question. I always keep forgetting the exact uh, the exact scenario, what happens in that relationship. If it's just an image, they just get it as an image file. Right. Uh, if it's an animated GIF, same deal. Mm -hmm. um, I think if it's like an actual app, because you can actually build interactive iMessages uh, apps that can do things like um, you can play Hangman mm. and a lot of turn-based kind of scenarios or um, the example they give is like let's construct a ice cream cone together create the ice cream cone and then it's added to your sticker pack so to speak and then you can use the combined ice cream cone um, to the uh, along with whatever else you did so it has uh, interesting applications uh, and the thing that makes it interesting is that the iMessage, uh, the iMessage, the sticker packs will have will be their own separate app store. So it's not. It's all built inside iMessage or messages, I guess. If you send someone like a, a Hangman sticker, they don't need to have the Hangman app install on their phone to use it, is it? or do they? that. I think they do. So okay. it's a fair question to be. The sticker pack is one thing. So there's there are several levels, right? There's sticker. There's just you know, selling stickers like line and just you know they basically you have access to those stickers to send to your friends and your friends are like how'd you get that and you're like oh you could just go here. Um, then there's much more interactive kinds of messages that you can send to your friends and that would require them to download the app. 
And that makes for an interesting question about business model because if you charge for, say, a heavy metal game, then somebody else can't play it. They have a link to download the app, but I don't know if they have much incentive to pay one to two dollars right. just so they can play heavy metal game. If you give it away for free, though, yeah. you can do in-app purchases. Mm, so you sense. can so you can technically build give away the app the message app for free and then charge for like extra stuff mm-hmm. like extra weapons Mila what have you been working on lately? Uh, super recently uh, when I haven't been teaching I've been doing a contract job with Alex Raymond uh, she participates in a few game jams every so often at Philly Dev Night mostly like the bigger ones like we did Philly Game Jam together we did the last Unicorn game together oh yeah, yeah. And Sorry, we did... I was trying to put the face to yeah. the name and we also uh, did uh, Demon Bartender for Global Game Jam. That's a good game. Thank you. Sorry, I'm still sucking the stupid Last Unicorn thing. <laughs> I hated that movie when I was a kid. I still would like. That's a separate conversation we need to have. I know. I know. Because have you rewatched it? I watched it multiple times. But have you watched it recently? No, because all I remember was that I hated it as a, as a kid, and I don't know why I watched it. I am it ready to stop this again. podcast and fucking <laughs> fight you right play, now. Play, don't watch Language, it. please. Language. It's, it's don't a, cram the appliance to me. I haven't seen it. It's a scary movie for a kid, especially I, if you force yourself to watch it multiple times. You know what's a scary movie for a kid? Dark Crystal. Why did you watch it multiple times? I don't know. I was a bad kid. <laughs> anyway, I'm working on something right now. And I am working with Alex Raymond on a game called Foster a Monster. And it's a lot like Monster Rancher, if you ever played those games, um, where you uh, run a cute little ranch that takes in abandoned baby monsters. And uh, you raise them so that you can release them back into the wild, into like the fantasy forest. So the one thing that makes it interesting is that it actually doesn't have a monster to monster combat element. You do train the monsters uh, via a match three game, but there's also other things you get to do, like feed them and take care of them and decorate them and you know have them go on their merry way. In this game, in Foster a Monster, when the <laughs> when the monsters go, they'll send you postcards later on to tell you how they're doing. Oh, so does anyone ever send you a postcard saying, "I'm having a horrible time"? Please, why did you do this to me? No, okay. because that's horrible. <laughs> And so it's been really fun because I've been designing everything from the ground up, and this is a sort of like, a, like from a you know, UI from a, a UI interface point of view. Is it like a two D? Yeah, it's all two D, and so it's top down or like uh head uh like a flat two D. Okay. So you get to raise the monsters, and we're also working on a cool shader system. So like every time you get a new monster, it has a color scheme that's randomized out of like a select palette, so it's not pure chaos. That's cool. What have you been working on? Um, I don't know. A mix of little things. I often will start a project and then sort of get partway through and then decide, no, this is a bad idea, or no, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Yeah, you have like a million projects, I feel like. Um, no, I don't. I don't yeah. have any. Yeah, uh, I've started working on something for the game jam that we'll probably talk about later. Um, oh, are you making something for it? I am making something. Oh. I'm working actually with my partner, Emily, on it. Oh, awesome. Wait. Oh, yeah. Um, Yo. So no, we've got some ideas. Don't 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 submit to this game jam. Why not? Actually, I don't even know about competing. So it, why am I caring? So <laughs> it's actually sort of Amazon. I think has won the most game jams out of everyone so far. Is accurate? How many have you won? I think it's six. 
Dang, yeah. six. That's 61. But the thing is, six, six first place victories. He has many second and third place victories also. But we don't care about those. No, we don't care about those. I don't even know. I, I don't yeah. keep track of those. I'm just no. like, if it's not first place, it's a failure. I'm upset. <laughs> they don't care. Um, He's the Michael Phelps of our game there. A little bit. But little bit. the game, the, the jam is the toy jam. Toy jam, yeah. And we were talking about making a sort of pet sort of at the or like game or not game but you know like like Tamagotchi selling um it's very much in the idea stages right now Mm -hmm. might be sort of abstract but we'll see we'll see where it's going so yeah really let's Um, talk about the toy jam this was your theme yeah so Jake O'Brien is usually the person that runs the game jams here at the uh, I keep wanting to say the Philly Game Forge and I can't anymore. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Ugh. Jake O'Brien's usually the person that runs game jams over at uh, Philly Dev Night. And he went to Burning Man. And so he couldn't run at the time. We were, actually had someone else that was going to run it, but unfortunately didn't go through. And he was just kind of looking for anyone's time. And there was one of two themes that I wanted to do. Can so, you tell us the other one? Yes. I wanted us to go listen to Cool Games Inc. and make one of those terrible games that they come up with. Cool Games Inc. It's a it's a it's a separate podcast, but like it's a it's it's funny, but it's not a fun game jam. Okay. Like it's a funny idea. Are like impossible. Right. (laughs) Sometimes they they have like so they come up with ideas or themes. Yeah, based off Twitter suggestions. Oh. So like it's a disaster. So I thought it's a funny idea for a game jam, but I don't think it's a fun game jam. Okay. But the other idea I had was, so if the person that runs the game jams isn't here, maybe we shouldn't have a game jam. And so that was the idea of like, well, let's make a not game. Oh, let's make a toy instead. So everyone has to make something primarily without rules and without winning and losing conditions. So it's just something that's silly and enjoyable that someone could just mess around with and just amuse themselves with. And so the idea of like making, because I think that a lot of times that our game does, like it has to incorporate the theme and like it has to be great, it has to always be these things. That sometimes our games aren't fun, or sometimes that like we get to, we just get too caught up in like a narrative based thing. And so I feel like sometimes we get mixed results from the game jams. And I think this was a good way for everyone to make something silly. Yeah, that's a good point. Although I am, I'll admit, I'm having a hard time getting started. Because I feel like I don't know what I'm trying to do. Because I feel like a toy can be it's, it's, it's like a game game, except you can make even more possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's basically, um, you can make a broken game, technically. I suppose. Like, basically, like you can make a game that just doesn't have, like, it has a game loop, but doesn't have an ending to that game loop, and that technically would work. That's true. I suppose, yeah. but is that fun? No. The point is, is, like, you could do that. You could. And that, might, then that could count as a game for the game jam. Mm-hmm. Now, the art of it mm-hmm. is making it fun. Yeah, right. and that's that's the thing I'm struggling with. But that's, I mean, you can make this your game jam, right here. Dunkin' Donut coffee cup with the Eagles official coffee thing, and say, hey, look, I can fill in any of these uh, flavor specialties, and there's nothing really. That's a terrible uh, toy. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. But you could do it. I'm not saying this is like a game jam winner. You could do that. Yeah, but would you sell that in Toys R Us? No. Right. Well, maybe. I might. 
What's it called? Ad libs. Like, a lot of <laughs> my favorite games are have like big toy components to them. Like I would say that like, which people would know if a Dead Knight is my favorite video game <laughs> of all time. Um, of all time, probably it's up there. I would Man, say probably probably um, in your top five. I assume knowing you is is mostly a toy with like some game parts like sort of latched onto it. Okay. Like most of it's just like building cool contraptions and like taking them cool places and then there's like other stuff the game adds on later things like uh, economy and science points and stuff like that but those aren't necessary and there are like there's like a sandbox mode if you think about any game with a sandbox mode the sandbox mode really implies this is the game without the game components this is just do what you want with the what with the world we build that's a good that's an interesting perspective to take on it. I mean, would you call Minecraft a toy if it didn't have? I'd say like Minecraft creative, creative mode, mode is yeah. absolutely a toy. There's no game there. It's just... All I do is sit there and just make cities, and I make like this is where the baker lives. This is <laughs> I, I am like a ten year old when I play Minecraft. It's, it's like so, it's, so we can say kind of similarly like Mario Maker on some level. On some level, maybe, but Mario Maker usually they give you an objective, like they put the objective in the end. There are some Mario Maker levels where um, you just stand there, which I mean- Oh, I the auto Mario? Yeah, so, yeah. Like, like it's, the the toy is not playing the maps, it's making them. Yeah, right. okay, okay, good, good point. Chris Klimas well, had a lot to say about that when he visited Philly Death Knight. About Mario Maker? About Mario Maker and toys and how oh, people okay. experience toys and how people make things. Was he there for the Mario Maker tournament? I think we mentioned it to him. Okay. We had a tournament? Yeah. yeah. I loved it. It was really fun. Yeah, everyone made We should do something like that again. Yeah, everyone had five minutes to make a level, and when they ran out of time, I grabbed the controllers out of their hand. We did the yeah. same thing with like, Besiege and Yeah, Space right. Space right. Space, yeah. I, I really like those tournaments because they're not traditional and people wind up doing ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. Besiege was ridiculous also. <laughs> that was Besiege was a pretty good one. How many? And Besiege is a toy month. How many? Yeah, that's like, true. It was all like a blur, but how phallic was it? Very phallic. Sometimes well, not intentionally, though. It's right. Just, I mean, BJ would make it intentionally. Yeah. That, that's, that's BJ's mission though. in yeah. life. On God's green earth to do that and that alone. <laughs> Every game phallic. Yeah, but, you know, it, some things just happen naturally. Sure. Yeah. I mean, anything like that has a target. Yes. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, well, speaking of game jams, though, you also work on you work on a lot of uh, interesting games in terms of making game jams. Yeah, I feel like I feel like a lot of your games are fairly unique. In I don't, I think so. I make a lot of games that are derivatives of existing games. So if you look at the the games that I have made in the past, uh, I think the majority of them are on Ichio, uh, which we keep a lot of the game jam games, a lot of game jams games on you know for. Preservation purposes. Well, there's Aaron Quest. Yeah, there's Aaron oh, Quest, yeah, which is a side scroller yeah. platformer. Uh, the SW one, that was the recent one, which is like a derivative flow of PT. Of PT. What did SW stand for? Well, it could be anything, really. Like, nobody ever explicitly said what PT stood for. I thought it was for playable TV. Well, it's I don't think, I don't, but I don't think they've ever they've ever they, have they ever explicitly said what it was. I believe it's actually playable teaser, but they have said like, oh no, it's pleasure pleasurable trees and stuff like that. Just a throw so, you so, off. Yeah. So, or subway sandwich. Subway sandwich. Okay. Subway sandwich. Or it could be Sean's world. Could uh, be Subway world. Could be whatever. Like I'll leave that up to interpretation. Wait, why Subway? Okay, never mind. It's sub and then way sandwich. Uh, <laughs> so basically, SW was a derivative of PT, but in a subway setting. Uh, I think 
think there was one called Barrier Breaker, which is like a, a it was meant to be for the juicy. Oh, um, juice jam. Juice jam. jam yeah. But I didn't quite like get as much juice in as I wanted to, so it's a, it becomes to be like it's basically breakout, but like red and black. I don't remember any other like. One thing about the juice jam though is that everyone started from the same point as yeah, opposed to. Yeah. Well, I didn't exactly start from the same point because I used Sprite Kit instead of Unity. So you cheated. Not even because that's actually cheating going backwards, not going forward. So you okay? I actually handicapped myself because <laughs> I was using Sprite Kit. Sprite Kit is a framework, a two D framework on the iOS, the Mac, the Apple platform programmery than something that is say in Unity that gives you much more uh, out of the box. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I tend to make a lot of um, derivative, but with a little bit of a twist of the game because I'm still trying to learn just you know each of these sort of genres unique uh features so that i could kind of add flavor to them so i never make anything that i would call innovative did you do profit jam at all no i wanted to okay like 50 percent of these jams i kind of come in with good intentions right like maybe like a week goes by i'm like i'm not doing it <laughs> like, like light gets in the way that's why i feel about most of my games but profit jam was just a jam where you try and you spend your time working on it, and then you sell it for like four weeks or four something. Weeks like, afterwards. Yeah, there was like a bit of time afterwards. Yeah, that was a good jam. We need more jams like that. That was yes. really fun. I think we have plans too, but that's a. I think it was plans to sure do that as a once a year or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ken, yeah. I have a question for you actually. Yeah. So regarding game jams, you know, what do you think are the specific things that make you very successful? I think it's just because I make a lot of games for game jams. I don't think it's. I don't think it's too much about the quality or anything like that. I think it's a lot of it's just like I've produced a lot of game jam games. I've had like many that haven't gotten anything. I've had some that have gotten like second or third places. I just like, I think both the experience of doing it makes the next ones better and just having more uh, more games out there to be possible winners <laughs> makes that possible. But I think that it's just sometimes you just gotta dive and be like I'm gonna make this even if I'm not 100% happy with it and I struggle with that a lot too because I'm also like someone who will have an idea and then very quickly afterward be like no that's a bad idea and just sort of shut myself down time after time and so sometimes if I'm like this is maybe an okay idea I have to just shut off the rest of my head and be like okay let's make a prototype here how many many prototypes do you usually go through before you settle on Okay. Can I let you know which one is my favorite game jam game you've made? Absolutely. The headbanger one. Thank you. It was very, <laughs> It wasn't. I wouldn't call it a good game. It's, it's, a, it's such a that funny idea. Yeah, that could be a good toy. This was a, a thing where basically strapped a a phone onto the player's head, and also like a three foot long black wig. And also, I had my my denim vest on me, so I also made people wear that. And basically, it would play a song. An undetermined song, um, <laughs> and then the person would have to headbang along to the beat, and it wasn't it was far from perfect because it didn't have any sort of special beat tracking software, so it was just like the tempo. It wasn't the actual like drum beats or anything like that. But it was funny to watch because mm-hmm. people were like headbanging around, and like the phone was flying around, and the hair was flying around, yeah. and I think that was a big part of why people liked it. I always viewed like that as one of the primary examples that I usually tell people about the type of games that come out of the game jam. Oh, yeah. 
all types of games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like I, I, like a lot of times because I do a lot of meet and greets or back, back in the old days, I would usually point to that as one of the examples of the type of games that come out of game jams and just the, the sort of the game, like the type of games that I think uh, Philadelphia tends to come up with, um, tends to lean a little quirky. Especially out of these game jams, right? Like the game jams, and I can't speak to other cities' game jams, so I, you know, I, like I assume they're about the same. Like a trash other cities. I don't care to. They don't I, know. They I know this. I imagine, like, you know, people can prove me wrong in the comments or whatever, but this is like one of the only cities that I think regularly does game jams. We do them sort of at an insane pace compared to a lot of places. I think that, like, there are a lot of other game jams in the world. They do right. I don't think there are many like I mean, really any to do it monthly. There's game a month, but a lot of those yeah, are those international. Are okay, okay. And that's not so much like okay. A, okay. Like when I worked at Chill Games, like we did game jams, but we only did them like once a year. Okay. And it was like, like things like global game jam and the right. and stuff like that that are once or four. But times. I think that so ours is like year. sorry to interrupt you. All right. But I think that ours is like one of the only like regularly regional ones. Even though the ones that took place in Portland, Portland. I don't know what the jam jam schedule is, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure they do game jams. It's it's sort of brutal to have like two weeks of jamming and two weeks off. (laughs) Yeah, that's really what it is. Yeah, but I think putting things on itch.io now is finally giving us like a stronger presence. Yeah, we had that. uh, We had a retrospective jam, which was actually not no one made a game, but instead they. We encouraged everyone to submit game their previous games they made for jams to itch.io. And we had like 69 submissions, I think. Right. Uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of like... I'm just trying to be accurate. I wasn't trying to make a joke. <laughs> well, the joke was made. I'm kind of thinking that was only like maybe <laughs> like one third of... Like I, I would say it was a half yeah. of yeah, the game. So. Because yeah. like if we do a jam every month and we get at least three submissions if not like six to ten submissions we average six yeah mm-hmm. for sure i'd say like we rarely go less than like three yeah, yeah. agreed but usually you can go for the as, rough as high as like nine to ten yeah i feel like i've seen like oh, 10 or 12 before yeah. yeah yeah i mean and one of the games games are really fun to play which moves on to our next segment what are we playing i mean we are all game developers mm-hmm. um we play games from time to time for research, maybe. I don't know. Or <laughs> Mila, what have you been playing? I've been playing three games specifically right now. Overwatch. I've been playing Overwatch. I've been playing so much Overwatch. Style Savvy. I've been playing so much Style Savvy. And, uh, I just started Stardew Valley. Okay, so I just started it, and it's been eating my life. I think if I look now, I think I've put 40 hours into it. When did it come out? It came out a while ago, but I bought it a week ago. Okay. Actually, someone texted me about that the other day. Maybe I should look at it now. I just unlocked animals and I got my first duck and the, the duck quacks every time I touch it and he's like wink, 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 wink. I right. just what is the premise of that game? Ever played Harvest Moon? No, actually. You make friends things mostly. In you, Harvest Moon? Yep. Okay. And, and in Star- okay. Okay. You okay. make friends. It's a it's a very cute farming simulator. There's it goes seasonally. You take care of plants. You take care of animals. You okay. go and have adventures. There's like a cave you can explore. It's all very adorable. And I've also been playing a lot of Style Savvy, which is pretty much like, hey, imagine if a Barbie game was really, really good. That is Style Savvy. There, there, there's no Barbie games that are good? Yeah. Uh, horse riding Barbie adventure is actually pretty good. That was like a PC game where you like raised a horse. 
And then that sparked the interest of the secret, the secret of the Crystal Valley. It's like a horse care game on Steam, but you can have like fantasy horses. You can have like Pegasuses and like fire unicorns and stuff like that. So it's, and there's a there is a, it's a lot of horse lore. It's it's there's yeah some there was like a some people that put their heart and soul into this horse care game and it's like fantasy horses. So I was like yeah. I was like, click. <laughs> it, I got it for like a dollar. Okay. Oh, I bought Train Simulator 2014 for two dollars because it was ninety percent off. <laughs> so is that why we play these games? Cause yeah, because we, we got them off cheap. That's why I played just because. I mean, just because was twenty five cents. I, I will say, I just recently bought um, Deus Ex. Oh, yeah, because it was like seven bucks. The original. Mm. The original one. Um, okay. I, don't, I don't know much about it. So I just, you didn't I, ask for this. No, I did not. <laughs> um, but the weird thing is, like, when I'm playing the game, because I haven't played like first, person, I don't play first person shooters all that much. So you know, the the problem with me is that if I play first person shooters, which is it's kind of like inner, like it, it splits between first person and like third person a lot. But I I guess because the way it does it is so gent, like it just disoriented. Uh, I get that motion sickness mm. when I play it, so I can't play it more than maybe like like five minutes. And it has these like Metal Gear Solid kind of moments where like you can do all you can do anything you want. You can go and go, if if your stealth thing fails, just take them out, guns a blazing, mm-hmm. and then move on to the next level. So I feel like I haven't unlocked like the I guess the thing that makes you super badass yet because they still keep holding you back. So that and I just I don't know why, but I always keep going back to like Starcraft. Mm. Starcraft two or one two. Okay, yeah. either way. I wasn't um, sure if you played. Yeah, so like Brood War still. I feel like I feel like I get like steadily better because I'm like, man. When I get to be, I'm gonna be BJ level at some point. And not realizing like BJ is already up in Diamond or Masters or some level. Mm-hmm. That's well, he was when I remember him playing. We should play that all again. I was bad at it. I was. I mean, but the thing is, is like. I don't know why because I only play multiplayer, like the four four v four, and because I can't handle the the anxiety of like doing all this multitasking, which is a lot, which a lot of that's what a lot of it is, and like having like stuff just rain down upon me, and then making me feel like crap, and then so like at least there's like a level of blame I feel comfortable with if I have like. It's like, all right, if, like, the, the, the left flank of dude, like, completely gets obliterated and then we lose because of that, it I feels, that's all right. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. But, when 1v1 is stressful. It is, yeah, it is super stressful. I feel like 4v4, I can play, like, three or four games without feeling, like, um, like, and then, or, you know, without feeling, like, totally, like, oh, horrible, but, like, I got a good, good game again. Kevin, what have you been playing? <laughs> <laughs> what have I been playing? I don't know. Um, um, have you been playing Rebel Space? Yeah, before? sometimes. Okay. Uh, like, play a few hours in here and there. Um, I have like 400 to 600, somewhere in there, hours on Steam on that. But it's I think a lot of us like, accidentally leave it running. Mm-hmm. Or some, hours. Yeah, I don't think I've actually played it for that much. I've played a lot. Um, actually, I do have a question for all you guys. If you if money wasn't a thing, platform wasn't a thing, was a game you would actually be playing right now that's already out. And for me, it would be Street Fighter Five because those are my type of games. That's out already, right? That's out already. Okay, right. So it has to be a game that you've already that's already out. I'm just kind of curious if you could play it, 
Yeah, you would want to go to the to do it. Oh, that's hard because, well, I'll let everyone else go. I have to really think about yeah. that because yeah, a lot I of games are. There's like a, something there that I don't have access to. Like, I was just saying that he has access to every game. I'm not saying that. For me, for me <laughs> like, I've isolated myself in many ways. I'm on a PC, I don't have a PlayStation or an Xbox. I only have a Mac and uh, iOS devices and Apple Watch and Apple Watch, which you can have games work, but that's a like I have, not great. I have so. a, a PC gaming computer, whatever, at home, but no consoles. Um, I have a 3DS, but that's it. Which I should probably play South Happy, but um, I really recommend it. Yeah. Like, so it's the same studio that works on Animal Crossing. Okay. So it says nothing and but I do those Animal Crossing. Okay. Yeah, it's nothing okay. but cute customizable stuff. And you run a boutique, but in the newest one... Does anyone one... sing you songs? No. There's no singing. No kids can No, no unfortunately. Like, Wait, is, that, is that going to affect whether you buy or not buy? There buy is it? a nightclub. I just want Captain. KK's not new. I'm sorry. Captain. I know Captain. And Cap'n. He's, he doesn't do anything like that. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, Gracie Grace is a designer in the world. Like, you don't see her. Um, is that an Animal Crossing character? Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's a giraffe that is like a very famous uh, uh, she's like a Coco Chanel character and so the whole thing is like all of her stuff is super expensive you can only get it once per season and in the original Style Savvy there was free DLC where you can get an outfit made by Gracie Grace wow seasonal fashion yeah it's like it's a thing in real life (laughs) there is you're not wearing seasonal clothing right now this is like all day, every day. <laughs> Conference bar camp shirt. So if there was, was so if money wasn't a thing, there would be two games I'd want to play right now. The original Fantasy Star Online, because hmm. I had a lot of fun playing that back then, because that was my first MMO. And the other is, I would like to get a PSP so I can play Persona 4 The Golden. Because that was the one where you got to be a girl character as a protagonist. Oh. And I love Persona 4. I think it's a really good game. I would I, like 5. A PSP. 5 looks so good. It's so good. It looks so good, bro. I, um, I'm just thinking about... I thought you could play... I don't know. I played Persona 4. I thought it was really good, too. I just I, I played the PS2 one. Okay. But they did a lot of different things. They made a lot more like dialogue options and things like that for okay. Persona 4 The Golden, including a, a an alternate protagonist that you could play as okay but that was only available on the psp and okay. so i i never really had consoles or anything like that but this weekend i was visiting family and my sister-in-law has a ps3 and they left me alone at her house for a while and i was like i'm going to install journey and play this because i've never oh, played it before it's so good. and that was a good a good choice i was very happy yeah that's that. really cool do you ever uh meet anybody yes i had one person with me the whole time that's wild that the game still has yeah i know each other i think they recently had it as it's free a, right now for a psp or okay. whatever it's called vita yeah vita. it's free for certain people right now okay. yes yeah, so nice. maybe that's why there are more people out there oh, okay. so i had someone with me the whole time it that's was really like cool. great experience yeah i just yeah, love yeah. all their games like flow floor i've maybe played flow that's fine would you count that as a game as a toy game no, it's no, it's no. a it's a visual novel. Okay. It's very directed. Uh, that's fair. Which game are we talking about? Journey. Journey. Okay, Journey. Okay. Sorry. I argue that that's a visual novel in the same way that PT is a visual novel. That gotcha. like it is just an experience, but it is a narrative experience. Like there's a lot of play going on in it, but oh, it's very directed. So like that your interactions with a person, I feel like there was like a lot of playfulness that you can have there with like 
pinging and whatever. Mm -hmm. And playing just like collecting all and the flying, little flags yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. Right now is the I, I time did, to do it. Well, yeah. I need a PS4 or PS3. Or I have a she didn't even have her anything plugged into the, like the PS Store. I was like, I'm going to put my own credit card into this just for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's a good game. It's a really good game. I guess we can move on to our, the bug in my glass. Moving on, on to a bug in your glass? Well, we, there was a bug on my glass. That's why I don't understand. That's the next segment. We're going to talk about a bug on my glass for 40 minutes. No. Okay. <laughs> Let me move on to our final segment. Uh, basically, what we're looking forward to, it can be something in Philly, out of Philly, game related, not related. It can be really anything we want. So, Camden, what are you looking forward to? Um, I always look forward to Game Jam Judging, which will be in two weeks. Yeah. A week, one week from this Thursday, which is pretty good. Um, there's Honey Fest this week oh, at Bartram's yeah. Garden in Philly, oh, but I'm not sure that will be after. This is published. Honeyfest is at a local uh, horticultural garden down in uh, southwest Philly. Okay. And they have bees and honey products. Do people and... get stung a lot? No. Just don't aggravate them. Yeah, I know. But honey if, bees are very docile. What if they just see someone they don't like? Well, they may be They're not judgmental. But it's, it's, just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very pretty down there. It's like a, a big field and an old house and stuff like that. Oh, this weekend? Yep, that's okay. this uh, Sunday there. I'll try and get this out before. Um, so, yeah. Or this will be in the past and it will have been wonderful, but you know. Carpenter bees are top tier bees. Like, they're cute and fluffy and you can poke them because they don't have stingers. They really? These yeah. are the weird. Little... They're mostly honeybees. Right, here. so they will yeah. stay. Carpenter bees are the ones that hang out near wood. And they eat wood, yeah. Wood. Okay. They usually make their hive in wood. Oh, okay. I learned that because I went to Bug Day thanks to Emily's newsletter. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's also a game I discovered recently that's in progress called Worlds Adrift. It's made by the Boston Studios guys who's made like Surgeon Simula Simulator and I Am Bread. And it's like a much more serious looking sort of massive multiplayer game. And I was sort of weirded out by that, but it looks really cool and something to see What's that. It's called Worlds Adrift. Worlds Adrift. I've heard of it, but I haven't looked into it yet. It seems pretty cool. Uh, I just started a class this semester, so I teach over at Moore, and I just started up uh, our fall semester, and I teach the 2D character and environment class, so I'm like looking forward to like where they're going. Cause it's like, oh, sorry, go ahead, sorry. Um, looking, like, their skill level is like in a really good place. Okay. So like a lot of them are just really strong students, and I'm really excited for them to grow. So right like. Uh, they so at Moore they no one can claim a major until the end of their first year. Okay. So they're all freshmen. They all have to take okay. the same freshman classes. Oh, so you have a bunch of young people who you are molding. Yes. Oh man, that's dangerous. You don't know how to college. What's that? You don't know how to college. They don't. They don't, they don't oh, that, no, none of them know how to college. Oh, it's so, a neat so class. Meaning that they will probably start the homework the day of the day before at like twelve a.m. in the morning until like seven a.m. They haven't had like those terrible habits yet yeah they, been, they still have they've been emailing probably. me the day after class with questions I was wow. like oh what? who does that who does that people that are doing well in my class okay well I'm not gonna lie my first two years of college were terrible but yes. that was my fault yes but yeah I have animation game art majors and I have illustration major majors who are minoring in my class so that's been really fun. And I'm starting a Saturday class too for high school students. And that's a traditional animation course. Oh, that's cool. Oh, Is that also at Moore? 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, they have the Young Artist Workshop, and I'll be okay. work, and I'm gonna be working at that too. That's so cool. How do you get a gig at Moore or something like that? Did you apply to it, or did they just seek you out? Um, I was a speaker at Moore. Yeah. I think I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was a speaker, and they really liked me, and they really needed someone for this particular class because they're actually pretty short-staffed in okay. uh, that particular major. Okay. And I was like, yeah, I can teach that class. I would love to do a, a teaching game for a semester, but then I'm also afraid of how awful I would make life for everyone. They already hate me, and it's fine. They they pleasantly hate me because I make <laughs> I challenge them a lot, and I I require them to use certain programs like. Uh, they have to use Alchemy for all their projects, which is like this really good thumbnailing program that was headed by Andrew Jones. If you've seen Imagine FX, the magazine, he has been like half of the covers for them. And he did a lot of work for Metroid Prime, and now he does a bunch of like high car illustrations and stuff like that. Like he's just zoomed as a uh, concept artist, and he headed the program that's Alchemy. And it's like drawing with sound and like binary drawing. It's all really neat. And I. And I have them work with it, and they hate it because it's unusual. They don't want to draw that way. There's no undo in the program. It's when they found that out, they all want to <laughs> strangle me. No, sometimes oh, that's know. funny. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm used to that undo button. So, like, so yeah, that's definitely intentional. Like, oh yeah, like binary drawing program. So if it's if it's not one, it's zero. So you just turn it to zero and erase what you need to okay. instead of just going backwards. Because okay. a little bit of a crutch for them, especially like where they are in their art career. Because a lot of them, like, they've just been on Wacom, like, the entire time. And so when I was in college, like, we kind of had to transition to Wacom, and, like, Wacom wasn't... I know it's Wacom, but I say Wacom. I don't know. I say whatever, I say whatever you want to call it. Right. It's your life. Way back then, though. But they, like, they come into the class on Cintiqs, and it's just like, oh, I didn't get, like, my Cintiq until, like, my last year of school, and I had, like, a, ba- a tiny bamboo all these years before that, you know, I had to do the traditional animation program, so I was like, oh, you kids today. I know nothing about, these are all tablets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Tablets. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I, I'm sure someone out there also doesn't know. <laughs> well, it's amazing how, like, unless you're, like, really super sensitive, you can get away with it in 203 for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I still have mine, even though, like, most people have long moved on to like a Cintiq of some kind right um, but now with the iPad Pro which is like basically the Cintiq has a screen I believe yeah. yes the other one screen. is their black panel sorry Sean is confused yeah I'm confused <laughs> but it's the iPad Pro now yeah and my brother's been saying that he's it's been really good a really good tablet yeah. that replacement for uh, like drawing on the go okay. Yeah. okay I think I think the only question mark with it is like there has to be programs that people would like like I like Procreate but if you're coming with an illustrator background, you might not have an illustrator equivalent of that. Like, Procreate is really good for concept art. But the problem with Procreate, uh, any of iPad is, like, you have the 12-inch screen, mm-hmm. uh, the, the tablet, and that's it. Like you, can't get, like, you can't connect it to, like, a bigger monitor or do anything, like, external. It has to be within that framework. And then, like, if you're working on a Cintiq, you want that as much screen real estate as possible. So... And then there's the companion Cintiq, which is a it's a Cintiq. It's a screen you can draw on, but you can disconnect it and draw by itself. Okay, this is all very complicated. Right, but like it, it, it's getting great. <laughs> like the the future of drawing right. digitally just becomes more and more exciting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and expensive. And expensive. yeah, yes. So that's about like all together when you include the style of the pencil, which is a hundred dollars by itself. At which is I think it's like I don't know thousands more on average. So mm-hmm. it's a big investment. Anyway. What are you um, looking forward to? Looking forward so to. I am working um, 
on several different sticker packs, some with uh, artists, um, with a few artists, and one on my own. Uh, I'm actually might, probably going to migrate that to a uh, iMessage application just to try to play with the interaction. So I might actually submit that for the game jam, mm -hmm. just because it's just a cute little ditty. Uh, depends on whether or not it actually fits the toy criteria, we'll see. Uh, the other thing that I, I'm actually demoing some of that at Philly Coco this Thursday, so if you want to preview, uh, so you're not going to be a definitely. I cannot because if there's Can't any, out. if there's any yeah. exception to the rule of going to Philly Dev Night, like I never make any exception. That's the one because that was the first meetup that I've gone to in Philadelphia, uh, and so I kind of have a, a loyalty to it. Uh, the other thing I'm looking forward to. I don't know, there's a lot of things that are coming out with iOS 10 that I want to build for. So I'm actually looking forward to that being released and there we have a GM candidate so that we can actually like I can install it on my phone and <laughs> with some reasonable confidence and then test out these ideas. So that's it. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I'm sure that must be something a lot of people are looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for today. Thank you all for being here with me. Thank you, Camden. Thank you, Sean. Don't thank me. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. That feels, that Thanks, weird. Sean. No, Thanks, thank Sean. you, Gila. Thank you. No, thank you, Sean. No, just say I'm glad I was here. I was really glad I was here. That's really, really fun. Okay. Were you glad? I guess. <laughs> I'll take that as a victory. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Sean, for having me, even though technically I wasn't supposed to be here. Well, no, you filled in. Right. This was the plan all along, actually. Was it? Because yeah. I was thinking, like, wait a minute. We got you. Uh, uh, you're a candid camera. Uh, candid so that means microphone. Now, right? <laughs> no, we're going to keep this in. Actually, this is the entire podcast. I stopped recording. It's going to be opening and exits. You saw these sort of missing over there for a second. Yeah, I saw that. I was wondering about that. No, no, no. You know, yeah. just space. Making sure everything's running smoothly. Got you. Right? Yeah, but thank you all for being here. Um, and back next time with probably new guests and new topics and everything else. I just get a Crunchyroll Supreme. We can all go after. It's a great dinner option. It's, it's, almost, it's almost as good as I chestnut. Or just right across the street. It's better than I have in a while. Either. I haven't been... You haven't gone to the free IHOP day? Best it's too packed. I win. I win. <laughs> <laughs>